Welcome to 10 Minute Money. My name is John Dyer, and as always, I'm joined by Paul Erickson. Paul and I are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Royal Oak, Michigan, an independent RIA. And today we're doing a special podcast for everybody because of the banking crisis. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. I didn't think we'd see another one of these so soon. I didn't either. I've been telling people for years that we would one day have another banking crisis after 2007 because of a lot of the laws that were repealed back in 07. So let's backtrack to the mid-2000s, I guess, to start. Yeah. And the Glass-Steagall Act was repealed. Banks started making really risky mortgage uh, investments, and then like three years later, we had a huge banking crisis. It almost collapsed the whole banking system. Mortgage meltdown, yeah. Bear Stearns went down, Lehman went down. Uh, There were all these shotgun weddings with Merrill Lynch and Bank of America. Uh, There was a mortgage company. WAMU was forced to go to J.P. Morgan. I mean, it was, yeah, it was horrible back then. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah, and then what they did was they came out with Dodd-Frank. That's kind of what we have today. And with Dodd-Frank, you've got, you've got these stress tests that these banks have to go through. Yeah. So all the big banks have to go through the stress tests every year and all the mid-sized banks. Well, in 2018, they said, okay, hey, mid-sized banks, you don't have to do these stress tests anymore. Hey, what do you know? Three years later, I know. we're here. We are here. We are, and we had a bank go under, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, which I, I had never heard of until two weeks ago. Same here. I'd never heard of that. I had never heard of that bank before. Never thought a small bank like that would cause such a problem and a lack of confidence in the banking system. Let's talk about that bank real quick, because. Yeah. We think, we talked a little bit about this, we think it's a one-off case. I do. I think it's isolated. Number one, because they only had 20% of their depositors under FDIC limits. It was a number of Silicon Valley startups who still had millions and millions of dollars in single accounts, not covered by FDIC and as soon as there was a sign of trouble, which we'll talk a little bit about, those guys are so good with technology, they started wiring their funds out immediately from their phones. And the one article in the Wall Street Journal talked about these executives skiing in Sun Valley and being on a bus going to the ski hill, talking to each other, wiring millions of dollars out. I read, you know, over $24 billion in 48 hours was w- wired out of that bank, which is unbelievable, the amount of money that flew out. But these executives are so good with technology. On their phone, they're wiring millions of dollars on the way to a ski hill. Yeah, that's a good point. So most banks... The depositors are covered by FDIC insurance. So FDIC insurance is 250000 per account and below and under. It was 100000 and then they raised it. Most, most depositors are covered by FDIC insurance. Now, this is a, kind of a special case because, like you said, there's a lot of executives that 
invested in, in this bank. Right. This bank also made a lot of investments, from what I read, in crypto and, and crypto startups and tech startups, which is much riskier. So they, you know, they they maybe had been a little bit more spread thin. Right. Uh, but it wasn't a new bank. They've been around for over 20-some years. They have been, yes. They should have known what they were doing. I mean, what what do you think was the big mistake that Silicon Valley made? This goes back to raising interest rates and how the Fed raised interest rates. And right. we've been talking about this for well over a year, probably two years now. When you have high inflation, the Fed has to raise interest rates. I know we talk about it every podcast. And what happens is when interest rates go up, bond prices go down and treasury prices go down because treasuries are like bonds. So what what they did was they bought a lot of longer-term treasury rates and not forecasting the jump in interest rates, which would cause those positions to go down in price. Right. And then they were stuck in these long positions. So then you have people coming to their bank and, like, let's say last year and saying, well, I want to earn 4% interest on my cash because Joe across the street is getting 4% on their interest right. rate. They're competing for deposits. Because the rates are going up and up and up. And so they tried to get out of their position and they had to sell at a loss. And they had sold a big chunk of, of, the, of their deposits at a loss or their uh, treasuries at a loss. And uh, a lot of these, uh, a lot of people uh, like these execs caught wind of it and thought they were in trouble right. and started pulling their money out. I'm a financial advisor in Royal Oak, Michigan, and last year I knew to stay away from long-duration bonds because rates were going up. And if I knew that, I have to believe most of the financial executives and CEOs and CFOs at banks would know that, but apparently they didn't know that. How do they make such a big mistake? How many other banks out there are like this? I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of other banks that are in this position. I don't. I th- we we do think it is kind of a one-off case. Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm an optimistic person, so I'm I am optimistic, and I hope this is an isolated incident, and other banks are learning from this right now what not to do. Yeah, I do think that most banks their depositors are covered by FDIC insurance. Now, the I think the Fed did the right thing and they backstopped all the investors or all the depositors at SVB Bank last week and said, it, it doesn't matter if you have $2 million in your account, $3 million, we're going to backstop the your account and make you whole. I do want to ask you, tomorrow the Fed is going to announce a rate decision. So I want I want to go on the record with what you think Powell will do tomorrow. Uh, he's been raising interest rates around 50 basis points right. each time lately. I think he's going to back off that and maybe do a 25 basis point rate yeah. rate hike or or just uh, no rate hike this right. time. But I think it's probably going to be a 25. So I agree with you. I think it's 25. And I think he hints at a potential pause in the future. I don't think he pauses yet. I think he he I think he leaves the door open for another quarter point in the near future. This 
in the long run may be a good thing because this these are what these are the kinds of things that happen when a Fed raises interest rates. They want to break yeah. the economy. They hey, want here, things to. We got a broken bank. They, they need things to go under. They need to be. They need to get, make people nervous so they're not spending money. I agree. And the goal with that, I think, is achieved a little bit here with all this fear in in the banks right now. People are a little bit nervous about spending money. The Fed has seen recently a number of job layoffs, cuts across the tech sector. The industrial sector have made some layoffs. And I and I think that's the Fed's answer to inflation. Is they want to see layoffs. And, and now we have a broken bank. So now there's a lack of confidence. I, I hope we still have. We keep this, at least this level of confidence in other banks. But I think Powell had to take it this far. And I hope he starts to slow down. I do think... We've raised pretty close to enough. We got to be close to the end, in my opinion. I agree. Jerome Powell has a history. If you go back to December of eighteen of uh, raising rates, I think a little bit too aggressively. So hopefully, like to your point, he pulls back a little bit, and we can kind of let the market digest everything that's going on right now, and we don't get too aggressive with it because we don't want more. Banks to go under. We uh, there was some more. I just read this morning. Amazon's laying off more people. It's not a good thing, but for everyone to get over this inflation, I think it'll it'll happen quicker if there are layoffs and there are some banking failures like right. we saw. So right. That being said, I still think buying low feels like this right now. I want people, if they are still putting money into their 401k, to keep putting money into their 401k. I want them to buy shares lower, which they are right now. Because five years from now, I believe the market's going to be higher. In 2028, I think the Dow's going to be much higher. The s and is going to be much higher. And we can look back at this time and say, wow, that was a great buying opportunity. Right. Just look at last year this time. Ukraine was invaded by Russia. Ugh. We thought we could potentially be on the brink of a world war. Right. I mean, people were nervous. We were nervous about uh, the market dropping, and it really turned out not to be that bad. Now, there's always risk when you're investing in the market. There's always a potential for things to get out of hand, you know, having bank runs. But I think the Fed has shown us that they're willing to step in and backstop any run on any bank stop this from being a systemic thing that is scary if you they know, don't you want could another see 2008 huge, yeah we 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 don't and it it would it would it, that would really crush a lot of jobs and it would really it would really hurt the united states and i don't think they want that i don't think so either going forward where do you see the market going from here i Still think we're in a bear market. We have one more leg down, like I said in the last episode. We need another 5 to 10%. And then I believe we're out of the bear market. And this could we could be in the middle of that right now. We could still see another 5% drop. But I want people to still reinvest their dividends or keep funding their 401k. Keep 
buying more shares if you can grow that portfolio because you're buying low and when the market turns that momentum is going to help them so much down the road right i saw just before we got on this podcast nvidia stock is up like 80 percent year to date. yeah it's a wonderful company it's a dividend grower keep reinvesting those dividends into nvidia keep buying shares at a lower price I think five years from now, NVIDIA is going to be $600 a share. Right. So I'm with you. I agree with you 100%. I, I don't think it's it's going to uh, permeate through other banks. So. Right. No, I think the same thing. And every bear market, every bear market tries to shake people out of the market at, at the bottom. That's when people say, I can't take anymore. Give me out, give me out, give me out. And that's exactly the wrong time to exit the market you have to ride through that bottom part of the bear market cycle to participate in the next bull market so i'm like you i'm forever an optimist one good thing that's coming out of this is we can earn really good money on cash right Right. now right online banks cds Money market. I-bonds. I-bonds are great. So there's a lot of fixed int- instruments that you can you can uh, earn good interest, which we haven't seen in 15 yeah, years. It's sort of the barbell approach. You can have high-quality dividend U.S. companies on one end of the barbell, and on the other side, you can have short-term fixed income paying 4 or 5%. Right. It's a good strategy for right now. I appreciate you you doing this podcast. I think it's a timely event in the banking crisis we're having right now. Yes. We appreciate everybody listening out there. As always, this podcast is for educational purposes only. Paul and I are happy you are all listening out there, and we thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for joining John Dyer and Paul Erickson on this 10-Minute Money podcast. John and Paul are financial advisors with Royal Oak Financial Advisors in Michigan, a fee-only RIA who specialize in helping their clients better understand their investments. If you watch the pennies, the dollars will come. 